Welcome to the Turn Yourself On Daily podcast, which means turn on, activate and fire up the power and potential within you every single day. This week, we are going to look at how to stop fighting with your partner. Might not be physical fighting, it could be disconnection, it could be lack of passion, lack of energy. It's, it's having those disagreements and that just lack of spark in your relationship. And with everything that's going on in our lives, in the world, life is busy. There's drama, there's pandemics, there's money worries, there's work stress, there's kids, family, goals, dreams, personal desires, hobbies we want to do. Life can be pretty chaotic at times. It can be exhausting, our energy can be down and it's no wonder we can ask ourselves, why are we disconnected? Why are we always fighting? Why is a little passion in our lives? Where has our energy gone? Like we used to have loads of energy, where has it gone? So today we're going to look at four steps that I go through when I work with clients. We go through these four steps together And it's a real deep dive into what is going on in each person's life. Because even if a couple comes to me as a couple, we work separately. Because like I always say, the work is always on ourselves. So obviously and naturally, couples come and we can easily blame each other. Well, if they stop doing this, then I would be happy they do this, that annoys me. If they would just stop doing that, if they would do this instead. But the work is always on us. When we take that responsibility, that is when things change. And don't worry if you're thinking, yeah, but you don't know what my partner's like. We'll get to that later on. So today, like I said, you're going to have four really practical steps to really look at, to really think about and to start to make a difference in your life right now. The first one is I always ask the question of where in your life are you carrying stress? What is draining your energy mentally, physically, emotionally and spiritually? Like I said before, it's easy to blame others But what is going on inside of us? What are we doing to ourselves? Because I always call it the war within. So it's not what people do to us, it's how we react that matters. But if we've got stuff going on inside of us, then it will show up. Small things can trigger us. And the chronic stress that we carry in our lives, it might be career pressure. It might be that we've got a new job, we've stepped up, we're now a manager. It might be that you want to excel in your career, you really want to get to a certain level. It might be sales targets that you've got each day, each week, each month that you've got to hit. It might be money pressure, needing to bring in a certain amount of money. An ongoing health, a long, long-standing health concern. It could be business pressure. It could be family, parents, children, issues around all of that. All of these different areas in our life that can bring ongoing stress and fatigue. 
are where we've got to really look at and often you find that people and couples just get used to certain situations and almost don't realise how much of a drain it has become, how used to those kind of situations they've become when it doesn't need to be that way and that there are things that we can do to help change those situations. Because ultimately, when we don't feel good, we treat others in the same way. We can't give what we've not got inside of us. It all starts with us. It all starts with you in that relationship that you are in. And it's not about... People say, you know, about creating balance. So it's not about having three hours for work, three hours for the children or the kids or the wife. It's really going deep on what is draining you mentally, physically, emotionally and spiritually. So we break down these areas. So mentally, there might be that that financial pressure or that feeling that you don't feel good enough in the company you work for. It might be emotionally that something has happened, say, if a woman has experienced a miscarriage and might be experiencing more and they've got issues trying to conceive, then that affects them emotionally and physically. So we can be impacted by different issues on different levels and it's really understanding what is draining us. Where are we carrying stress in our lives? One of the best things we can do, and it almost sounds a little bit dry, a little bit OTT almost, is to plan our week. So individually and as a couple, know what the priorities are of you and your partner. So for example, a non-negotiable for me is meditation, is breathing, proper deep breathing, is really setting that intention in the morning to create the day as I want it to go. Doesn't mean to say it will always end up that way, but with the right intention, it's more likely to. And then planning in that rest, planning in that creativity, planning in that fun time, planning in those times in every single day when we can connect, even if it's just for five minutes. It's planning in what is really important to you and your partner. It doesn't mean to say we'll get it right every day or every week, but having that intention in the front of our mind is key. Chronic stress and fatigue is really hard because that is how we react in any moment. And to get us into a better state, having those non-negotiables, knowing what it is you need to do to get you into a great state is where you will start to shift that energy and start to have more clarity and be able to make the changes you need to make in your life. Doesn't mean to say they all need to be done right this minute, but having that awareness takes off that those burdens off your shoulders already. The second point is to know your triggers. So what gets you? What is it that triggers you when somebody says something, when they hit that nerve, when they get you? 
somebody can say something that's so simple to somebody else, so innocent almost, but to us, it sends us into a complete rage. So what is it? And again, it's about doing this work together. You can do it separately and together. That is really powerful. To tell each other what bothers you. And it doesn't mean to say that you're blaming the other person. But for example, when it's said in this way, so when you say this, I feel like that. Because that person is just saying what they're saying. It's how I saying I feel like that or I feel like this is you're taking the, some of the responsibility. So you're saying it might not be right that I feel like this, but based on what I've been through and my triggers, this is how I react to that. And that understanding, that honesty, that communication really breaks down any barriers. There's no blame here. It's about taking responsibility and both being really clear about what each other's triggers are. Mainly our triggers come from when we're young. So it's around the ages from like three to seven. What is it that we went through? Even older than that, it can be up to like being teenagers where we bullied, where we ignored, where we seen, where we soothed, where we laughed at, did we experience any trauma? And sometimes trauma, there can be a bit of confusion about trauma because what is trauma to one person can be different to somebody else. So I work with a lot of women that have been through rape or miscarriages, things that really are really will will obviously naturally trigger them going forward until they work on those aspects and heal them i work with people who have been bullied in the past who have been almost compare it you almost compare your trauma to somebody else's but trauma is trauma to that child so it's not about comparing it well, I shouldn't really feel like that because it was only only mental bullying. It was never physical. There's no comparison here. It's, it's what happened to us in the past. And again, I always say, this isn't to be stuck there. It's not to say that we will look back and we will look at what happened and who did what to us in a blame game kind of way. This is to understand and have that awareness of why we behave the way we do, know whether that serves us now or not, and then we can look at changing those patterns, disrupting those patterns. Knowing our triggers means that we start to know our unproductive responses. And what you can do as a couple is to look back at your last arguments those uncomfortable, disheartening moments where you just feel disconnected. You know when you almost feel like, what's the point? Why did we ever get married? Will it ever get any better? In those real moments of intense internal pain, what was the trigger? So again, sometimes we don't want to look back because we don't want to go there and relive it, but we can't also ignore it at the same time. So being aware, 
owning it, knowing what was it, looking back at those last arguments and understanding what the trigger was in those moments is a real key. It's a real lesson. It can be a real moment of like, wow, awakening. I didn't know that that was a trigger. I didn't know that that got me so much. And knowing your partners as well, that is really eye-opening because obviously you can't get inside of their heads and really know what's going on inside of them. So this brings real clarity, real openness, real honesty, and done together in the right space with the right intention, it can be really transformative. The third step is often the, it's often, I'm laughing and I shouldn't, it's often one of the most simple things to do. It is the most simple thing to do, but it's often the hardest thing to do. And it's to teach yourself to breathe, to pause, and to step back. And what I mean by that is to hold back. You know when somebody says something, you might get a text message, they might say something, they might even look a certain way at you, and you just want to react. It's like that that trigger has gone, and you want to say something, you want to comment, you want to give them a piece of your mind. And like A Course in Miracles says, we can be right or we can be happy, but we can't be both. And it's like, we can be right and we can be like, no, I'm right and this is why. And we can always want the last word. But it's like, do we need to go to that place or do we just want to be happy? Do we just want to have that inner peace? And by teaching ourselves and it's, it's, it is teaching ourselves because it's not something that comes natural. The natural response is to stand up for ourselves, to not be walked over, to not be that doormat. Don't you dare speak to me like that. Don't you dare look at me like that. How dare you insinuate that? That's where our ego wants to go with it. How dare you do that? How dare you send me that message? How dare you do that? So the whole teaching ourselves a new response, a new habit to breathe, to step back, to pause and to just hold off. So I laugh because stepping back doesn't cost us anything. Physically, I teach my clients to physically step back. So when they're about to get into that headlock of an argument, physically learn to step back even if it's just a tiny tiny step back even if it's just your body that just moves backwards because mentally it gives you that extra bit of space and it's like an anchor it's like right move back because we can be so involved in the argument that's about to happen that physical just leaning back just stepping back slightly changes our state it tells us right this is how we're going to change now. We want to change. We want to react differently. Breathing is one of the most natural things in the world. We come into this life and we take a breath and we go out of this life with our last breath and in between, we try and breathe. And in the first chapter of my book, it's all about the breath. The breath is an amazing healing tool it gives us the life force, it gives us energy 
it heals us, it uplifts us. Yet, I would honestly encourage you to read that section because something ridiculous, like 90 odd percent of people are not breathing, do not have functional breathing patterns. So somewhere along the line, if you watch a baby breathe, oh, babies and young children, they've just got this butter-like belly and it sticks out and it hangs out and they don't care. And if you watch them breathing, then the tummy expands and contracts in a really beautiful rhythm. It's like inhale, you see the tummy expand, exhale, release. Oh, it's just magic, beautiful. And that means that they're relaxed, they're trusting, they're happy. Something happens along the way where we experience some sort of trauma, say it's the bullying, say it's some physical abuse, say it's being laughed at and we go into that shock state and then that becomes a new habit. So every time we're in that experience, we shut down and our breath shuts down. When our breath shuts down, our mind shuts down and then we sort of go into this fight or flight response. We're not running away from animals and danger and war, but we're running away from a potential threat in the argument that potentially could happen or the disagreement, or even standing up for ourselves when we don't really want to do that, or confrontation, if that's not what we really want, then that fight or flight we we just naturally go into. So many people live in a constant state of fight or flight, which affects health on so many levels, digestion, elimination, periods, all sorts. It, It directly impacts the amount of energy we have. So therefore, it impacts every other system function in our body. It's huge. Learning to breathe again is it's like one of the most powerful tools we can use. And to really learn how to breathe into our tummy again, use our diaphragm, the biggest muscle that we've got in our body, yet the most underused, gives all of our organs, all of our cells, that life force, that energy, that clean fresh oxygen that it really needs and when I do the test with clients and you ask them to exhale we've almost lost the art of exhaling I've gone off on a real big tangent here breathing is one of my passions which again I almost laugh when I say it because of course we need to breathe I remember when I worked in corporate world And there was a lady there that kept getting migraines. And every day she would come into the office with this real bad, you know, head, hand on her head, real bad headache. And after a while, I said, are you breathing? And I I instantly regretted asking the question. And she looked at me and said, of course I'm breathing. I'm alive, aren't I? And then just carried on working and typing away. And I thought to myself, that clearly wasn't the best way to approach it, wasn't the best question. But I did say to myself, I know you're breathing and you're alive, but you are not thriving because you're telling me your health is impacted on a number of levels. 
your relationships, your whole life is impacted on a number of levels. And yes, you're breathing to survive, you're breathing to keep your body going, but not just thrive. So many issues we have can be healed by our breath, the healing of our breath. The, the breath, the exhale, is like 70% detoxing. I mean, that's huge. I'm going off on a real tangent. The basic principle is that when we're getting into one of those icky moments in a relationship, whether that's with an intimate partner, with a boss, with a parent, with a child, the breathing exercises brings us back to that present moment. And you know when people say count to 10 and think again. So it's all about giving us that time. But naturally we go into breathing into our upper chest area. So the breathing exercises bring us back from our craziness, the crazy mind, the crazy thoughts we go into and drops us down right back down into our heart. So it's like, right, I'm coming away from the craziness, I'm dropping down into my heart. Even if we only get to a couple of deep breaths, it doesn't have to be this whole pranayama, whole 10 minute breathing exercise. It's literally a small step back. <sighs> One breath into our tummy, exhale and release. We're back into that present moment. The more we do this, the stronger it gets. Then it helps us to remove the veil. So the veil is, is almost like wearing glasses, you know, like glasses with a pink tinge. And what we see when we're about to react isn't the real person in front of us. And stepping back and breathing, having that pause allows us to look, lift the veil and look through with a different set of glasses on or take the glasses off altogether. Because breathing in and breathing out, we get that moment to know that we don't need to win every argument and we can let somebody speak. We can let somebody do whatever they need to do in that moment. We can let them blow out. We can let them let it all out. They might let off steam. They might go into a full-on rage. And instead of us shutting them down and us reacting straight away, we can listen, we can acknowledge, we can validate it. We don't necessarily need to respond. And we can let them get it out, almost like a toddler. You know when you watch a toddler... And they're having those tantrums and you, you really want to do something about it, but you know that you can't because you make it worse. And it's just learning to let it out, let it be, letting all steam come out and then holding that space without reacting because we do want to sort things out. We do want to get our part in there. But it's really to, to know that when somebody else is going into their crazy, that in that moment we can't fix it. No two people in an argument can, or a discussion, or a disagreement, or whatever it is, even in a, a debate. It's about knowing that obviously what this person is trying to communicate to you, however oddly it comes out, 
it's obviously important to them. So even if we don't understand it in that moment, it's a case of saying, obviously, this is important to you. And things keep coming up. If there's situations in relationships where the same issue keeps coming up, it's because people don't feel validated. It's like they don't feel like they're being listened to. So it's about listening, really listening, really hearing them and having that compassion when it's really hard to get there at times because we do want to react. So when they have finished and they've blown up like the toddler having the tantrum, you can speak if you feel calm enough. It's all about having that maturity, really turning up that inner adult within us because when when we're in about to go into an argument or a debate or something that's going to get us going, we almost revert back to being children. So it's about really thinking, right, okay, I can react from my trigger like we talked about before or I can just listen. And if I listen and I step back and I know it's not a dig at me, all right, they might be blaming me for everything. But if I just step back a little, if I just breathe, it stops us from reacting. You can only control you. You can only manage your state. So when we do this work as couples, it's amazing, it's powerful because both people are understanding this. Does it mean to say they're both going to get it right in every minute? Absolutely not. But that's where that compassion comes in. And it's all about seeing people differently. I am willing to see this differently is one of the mantras that goes through my head constantly. And in any moment we judge, we project what we think is going on and in any moment coming back to that mantra of I am willing to see this differently I have my own view on what's going on here I have my own view of how to fix it what they should do what I should do it's about I'm willing for this to see this differently each time we get into a disagreement a disconnection it's actually good because it's helping us to grow and understand each other more. It doesn't feel like that at the time, but that is one of the purposes of relationships that we're not taught about. We're not taught that we're like two rough diamonds being forced together until we come out as this shiny diamond that's perfectly cut, that we will clash, we will come we will look battered and bruised at times it will be hard it will be it will be tough at times but we are always being encouraged to grow and yes sometimes we need help to do this because it can be hard to see the wood for the trees and the fourth step leads on from that compassion and it's about being generous which can be hard to get to at times and you might be thinking yeah but you don't know what my husband's like you don't know what my wife's like you don't know what my boss is like you don't know what my kids are like but everybody knowing fundamentally that if somebody it this is a beautiful line from the course if it's not love it's a call for love 
all right, so it can look really S-H-I-T-T-Y at the time, but it's having that pause, that moment to think, okay, this person is reacting. If it's not love, it's a call for love. I'm willing to see this differently. This is why it's a habit. This is why our instinct is to react and fight back. But this is why it's a habit, that emotional intelligence to just step back. People are deeply hurt from childhood and we don't always need to win. Our ego wants us to always win, but we don't have to win. People speak out, people can be intense, people can be passionate, people can be really, really annoyed and angry, but we can choose to connect with them on a different level. Whoever that is, parents, friends, colleagues, partners, and it's allowing people to be themselves, to speak, to voice their opinion, to express themselves as they want to. And that looks different for everybody. And what couples find is that they expect each other to react the same just because they're together. And that if they don't react the same, then there's something wrong. But that's not the case. We are too... I have never seen, it's rare, it's very rare that that a, each, each individual in the relationship is exactly the same profile, is exactly the same, so, you know when you do like your profile of are you a dominant, are you an influencer, are you um, cautious, are you safe, all those kind of different terms, I don't really like the whole profile, I think it's putting people in boxes, but there is some truth in it, how people don't like confrontation, some do, some are okay with it, some are not, there are there are some good points to it, but it's basically letting, what it comes down to is to knowing that we're all different, that's okay, our partner will be different from us, to let them speak, to let it get out, we've all got different styles, and not to close somebody down because their style is different than us. That's a key, that has been a key for me. Just because somebody has been different, not to close them down for it, because who to say who is to say that we are right, that our style is right? So let them have their own style, let them have their voice, let them speak their truth, and use that time when they're in their, say if they're in their chaos or they're in their rage, use that time to breathe. Just breathe through it. Let them get it all out and you just breathe. And yeah, your ego will say you're being a doormat. You're not getting your point across. You're letting them shout at you. You're letting them win. Just breathe through it, knowing that you are controlling you. That's all you can control. And your energy will change the room then you can react from a place of love, not fear, and reaction, and they feel your energy. Just try it next time with anybody, even with a toddler. Just try it. It's absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, these, the, this is all learning. It's all habits. It's all it's all really connecting on a real deeper level to really understand each other, whoever it is, with a friend, colleague, boss, 
partner, parent, child. It's to really go deep with people, to allow people to be themselves, to be generous, to be willing to see people differently, to learn to breathe through it, to learn to pause, to know our triggers, to know what it is that gets us, to know what it is that gets our partner, to schedule in our week, which almost sounds a bit boring, I know, but to schedule what is important to us to keep us in a great state. That is key. So let's do this now. As you know, I am all about the practice. The theory is great, but putting this into practice is where our life changes. So let's do a visualisation now and there will already be somebody and a situation that has already come to mind as we've had this half hour together and if that one feels right use that and really really go deep with it really let yourself go deep with it so do this when you won't be disturbed when you've got some time for yourself and let's go within and create a new reality for you so enjoy the visualization and I will see you on the other side. Okay, so sit in somewhere where you're nice and comfy, whether it's on a chair or on a cushion on the floor. Somewhere where you won't be disturbed. And it helps to close your eyes and go within and start to bring your attention onto your breath. So breathe in through your nose, exhale and release. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand and exhale and release. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand and exhale and release and let go. And I want you to imagine that you are stood on a stage in an outdoor theatre. You look up and you see the stars above you and the beautiful night sky. You feel a sense of unlimitation a sense of power. You feel happy and content. You feel safe. You look around you and what you can see is beauty all around you. You see the sea out in front of you. You see gorgeous mountains lit up by the odd house in the night sky. You feel your feet firmly planted on the stage. And on the screen next to you appears an image of somebody that you have had an a disagreement with, an argument with, somebody who you feel disconnected from. You see this image of the person on the screen in front of you. 
and this person steps out of the screen and stands next to you on the stage. And take yourself back to that moment where it felt icky, where you felt triggered. They said something, they looked at you a certain way, they did something that just set you off, it got your nerve, it just triggered you. And you know how you reacted in that moment. And now we're going to do it again. So imagine that person that triggers you. Imagine them almost triggering you again. But this time, you step back just a little. On the stage, you move back even a centimetre. You lean back slightly and create that space between you. And you take a big inhale into your tummy and exhale and release. And you see this person let it out. They're annoyed, they're frustrated. And you just keep breathing through it. Breathe in through your nose, feel your belly expand. Exhale and release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your belly expand. Exhale, release and let go. And you can still hear them talking. You can still see that look on their face which annoys you. But you keep breathing. You might even need to step back a teeny bit more. And instead of how you reacted last time, maybe you went to get your opinion in, maybe you started to express your disgrunt how disgruntled you were. You don't. And it's not to say that you're being weak or you're being walked over. Almost go beyond what this person in front of you is doing and saying and look deeply into their eyes. You connect deeply in with their heart. And they're still talking, they're still going mad. Maybe they're lost in the craziness still. And you're looking deeply, you've connected into their heart. And as briefly as you can, get to that place where you have even the slightest amount of compassion and generosity towards them. You feel something different. You know that they are triggered and it's not necessarily because of you. So instead of taking on that responsibility, instead of feeling hurt, you know that if it's not love that they're showing you, that it's a call for love. It might look crazy, it might be all directed at you. 
but one thing you know you can't control is them. You can only control you. And if it doesn't serve you anymore to get lost in the drama and the chaos, then you have got this habit of stepping back, of breathing, of being willing to see this differently. Even if you're still highly triggered, but you are trying, even if you can only say, I am, I am willing might be too much. I am, I am willing, I am willing. I am willing to see this differently. That intention to look beyond the craziness. And you don't need to know exactly why somebody's behaving like that or why they're reacting. You just need to know, almost roll your shoulders back and you're creating a different energy state for you. Which means that you're creating a different energetic vibe within the whole conversation. You are changing your state. You are having a powerful impact. Your ego will tell you that you're not, that the only way that you can get your point across is to shout and scream and let them know what exactly is going on inside of your head. You'll be walked over, it will say, if you don't stand up for yourself. And it's not to say this isn't to say that you do not stand up for yourself. This is to help you react differently to act instead of react. And imagine now, imagine the, the annoyance from this other person was a 10 out of 10. And the more you're breathing, the more you step back, the more you're willing to see them differently, you see it all reduce to the point that it's now a zero out of 10. And the person in front of you is calm. They've expressed themselves. They've said their piece. And just feel the energy around you both. And now from this place, you can now act with your higher self. So you will say the right words, you will do the right deed. From this place within you, this higher place within you, you have now stepped into your power. And this, is where you will create a new reality for yourself. Feel that energy change between you. And see yourself responding confidently, compassionately strongly with strength 
you know you know what is right in your mind and in your heart and you can express it well the answer might still be that you take your keys back and don't let them move back in the answer might be that you speak your truth to, to express what your opinion is but it will come from a different energetic place and it will be heard and it will be received and it will go in on a deeper level and make a massive impact. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand and exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand and exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand, feel your heart expand. Stretch your arms out to the side if you can, up to the sky. Inhale, exhale, release and let go. And when you're ready, bring your attention back into your body, back into the room. And give yourself a nice big hug because you've done some amazing work. And this, this is where we can change our life. This is where we learn a new set of habits. We learn how to act instead of react. This is where our life and our relationships in every area can really connect and go deeper and take off. And we naturally have more energy, more harmony and more happiness. So enjoy, enjoy practicing what we've been through today enjoy putting it into place and talking about it with your partner enjoy doing the work yourself and let me know how you get on thanks so much for listening to today's message and visualization i hope you enjoyed it and felt the feelings you can find me on linkedin facebook and instagram at laura jane hand or at laurajanehand.com drop me a message get in touch i would love to hear from you bye